Hello and welcome to the Senoritas of Software Sale podcast. My name is Katarina Svenko and I'm your host. And this is a show for women in tech sales or for anyone that wants to learn more about the software sales industry. So in today's episode, I wanted to talk about the 10 lessons that I learned during my 10 months in tech sales. So let's get started. Number one is to smile when you answer your phone. Although your prospects or your customers may not see you, they can definitely feel the energy that you bring to the conversation from the other side of the phone. Not only is this going to make you sound more eager and friendly and just happy to be speaking to them, but it's also going to put you in a positive state and make you happier overall when you're speaking to the customers. I recently read a book, it's called Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins. And one of the insights that I gathered from this book is that your physical state has a huge effect on your mental state. So if you're ever noticed that when you're sometimes down or you're feeling kind of upset or, you know, sad, even myself, I noticed that I'm slouching more. I'm not as smiley. I'm not as, you know, laughing and doing stuff as fast as I normally do. And that's why one of the main points in this chapter is that by changing your physical state, you actually alter your mental state. So if you ever feel down or upset or anything like that, you can simply smile at yourself for a minute in the mirror or start skipping or yell something absurd out loud. And that will also shock your system inside and put you in a different mood and a different vibration. So number one thing that I learned is to smile always when I'm talking to someone because number one, it's just better for me and then it's better for everyone else. So that's tip number one. The second thing that I learned is to always under promise and over deliver. So I have a story here. A couple months ago, we launched this onboarding program, which is to basically help clients learn the software because we sell accounting software, bookkeeping software. So it's to help new customers learn how to use a software and get kind of like a walkthrough whenever they get signed up. And the first couple of times I've had amazing feedback from my customers and also I was speaking to the onboarding team. So I'm like, this is amazing. This is so great. And when we're having the conversation with my customer, I always say, and you also have this free onboarding program. It's amazing. They get to show you how to use the software. They'll teach you. Na, 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 na. And a couple of times, you know, either something happened or the onboarding member wasn't there or they canceled or there was a technical issue. And the clients came back to me and they're like, hey, like, what the hell? I thought it was supposed to be this amazing, you promised us this amazing training and they kind of just like, you know, there was some kind of issue like, why, like, if you're not even helping me in the beginning, like, why would I stay with you? I'm going to cancel. So that backfired like a couple of times on me. I even spoke with my manager. I'm like, how come I'm getting so many clawbacks? That's like when people cancel within a certain time. And he's like, cat, like you're doing everything great. No, 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 no. The only thing is don't overpromise always under promise and over deliver. Don't oversell something, especially when you're not the one that's in charge of it, because you don't know who's going to be doing it and how it's going to go. So don't over promise. And I'm like, okay, great. Thank you so much. So that's number two, always under promise and over deliver. Number three is you don't always have to turn every challenging customer into a sale. And I know this may sound a little counterintuitive and After I got into the flow of things, I was like selling to a bunch of, obviously you have different types of customers. You have someone that's very easy and outgoing and wants to have a good conversation. And then you also have someone that's a little bit more challenging and they call in, maybe they're frustrated in the beginning. And then you kind of, by helping them, guiding them and telling them what they actually need and reinforcing the problems that they have, kind of understanding where they're coming from, you 
allow them to be like, oh my God, yes, I finally was able to talk to someone that understands where I'm coming from. Thank you so much. Like that can be a phenomenal experience and it just makes you feel so rewarding. But also there are times where, for example, so I had this one customer, he was very angry, very upset. He was calling in about one need, but then we realized that he needs something else. And he was calling in from support and he was back and forth, support sales, support sales, back and forth. And even the support agent on the line is like, yo, be careful. This guy is like really angry. He talks super fast. I don't know how to help him. He wants to speak with sales. So I ended up speaking for him for like over an hour. We talked to him about every aspect of his business. I thought I really understood what he needed. And he was like really happy to get signed on. And then a couple months after, he's like, hey, you know, I still don't know how to do this. You need to teach me how to do this. And like he just kept coming back at me with all of these different requests. That's like not even what I'm supposed to do. I told you what the software does. I was able to help you. And sometimes if you help a challenge, like a very, I guess, needy client, it can kind of backfire. So like, I don't want to discourage anyone from, you know, taking on challenging clients. Of course you have to, that's, you know, part of the game also makes it more fun and interesting. But don't try to be that savior that like is able to turn every support call or every challenging customer into a sale because those can can backfire really hard and they can actually put a strain on, you know, you mentally, but also because of the time that you're spending after the close, they keep calling you asking for help and you have to walk them through it because you've already kind of established that relationship in the beginning. So that would be my only concern is just if you know that someone is going to be calling you constantly afterwards and with something that you can't even help them sometimes it's better to just let it go if the shoe doesn't fit just let it go <laughs> number four is to know when to end the conversation and i've had this happen to me a couple of times when i would let the conversations drag on for way too long and i didn't have the courage to say hey sorry i'm so sorry i have another call or i have another meeting to go to can i help you with anything else and to be honest with you, I'm the type of person that I love to kind of ask more questions and dig deeper and talk to you more about your family or other businesses that you've had or whatever it is that interests you. But I find that there's a very fine line between building rapport and building that engagement with your clients and also just kind of letting them over talk you and get it all out of their system and you have to sit there and listen because once you're in too deep it's way hard to get out like once they're telling you about where they went to high school and a bunch of stories about the stock market and the housing market and giving you life advice it's way way harder to get out of that so my fourth lesson that i've learned is to know when to end the conversation and don't feel bad about it because i find that for me i always feel really bad i'm like oh they're here they want to tell me this and they want to tell me that and like probably they have no one else to talk to like i should i have to listen to them no you don't have to if they want to talk to someone you're not their therapist you don't have to sit there and listen to their whatever they have want to talk to you about you're here to talk about their business you're here to help them out in some way once that service is done it's not your obligation or your priority to sit there and listen to them ramble on so when to end the conversation and how to take that control back my fifth insight or lesson is there is a huge power in letting go and trusting. You don't have to cling to the sales and get too attached with your numbers. Or as my manager calls it, don't hold the hockey stick too tight. And at first I'm like, what does that even mean? And basically he's like, yeah, you've been doing great and you've been doing amazing, blah, 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 blah. 
but you can't expect every month to you know be phenomenal and to kick it out of the park or whatever like every single month of course you're gonna have different times like some months are gonna be easier some months are gonna be harder you can't be so obsessed about making 150% every month because that's not how it works you have ups and downs and you can't be like so attached to being number one all the time or to making the most sales you just have to kind of let go and trust that if your clients need it they're going to come back to you if you provided a great service it's going to come back to you like it's constantly evolving it doesn't have to be up all the time and when you are having a bad day and you will have those bad days don't be so hard on yourself and what i realized is the more that i let go and the more that i'm not as attached to hitting my numbers or as stressed out about it the easier the sales comes like i'll come in one day and i'll have three emails hey i want to buy more hey i want to buy more that's just the best feeling when you're not as obsessed and attached to the sales they just flow naturally to you and you're in a better state because you're not as stressed out and you're not as occupied on making sure that you close every sale because the customers they feel when you're desperate so don't be desperate relax take a deep breath and then know that the sales are coming and that you provided your best service and that it's just going to come back there's always a lag time between what you want and when it happens so if you're putting that out in the universe that you want to you know hit your targets and you want to do amazing this month and you want to hit those sales there's always a gap between you putting that thought out into the universe and then when the results actually come in so just relax and enjoy (laughs) my sixth lesson is not everything depends on you and that's not your fault you could be converting at 80 percent, but if there's not enough leads you may still not hit your targets and it's not your fault so don't blame yourself i also recently talked to my manager and he said that most companies especially our company they look at the person as a whole you could be hitting 120 percent, but if you're not someone that's a team player if you're not someone that's customer obsessed always trying to improve and you're doing the best that you can and you're just genuinely providing the best service they might not even care that much. People would rather have someone that's nicer and motivated and positive person than someone that's like so driven and wants to hit all the sales. So that's kind of the thing that I've learned also is that you can't always be so hard on yourself and it's not all about you. Sometimes the clients also, either their accountant doesn't want you to buy the software or they had some personal issues themselves. They're, you know, it's COVID times now. Businesses are, you know, out of business left, right and center. Like you can't just think that, oh, I did a shitty job. I could have done better. I could have like talked to them more. I could have done this. I could have closed. I could have followed up more. Yeah, you could have, you didn't. So just don't be so hard on yourself. Let it go and don't blame yourself for everything. That's my only thing. Number seven, the seventh lesson that I learned during my 10 months at Intuit is don't be afraid to try new things and ask different questions. So I was doing a call coaching also with my manager and we would practice a certain phrase or practice a certain question and he would say for example if you add how would that impact you during your conversation it takes it to a whole other direction and i would just honestly like start shaking whenever i had that opportunity because i would get so scared of like asking something and what i realized is that if you don't try new things you won't know if it works out or not if you get some sort of feedback that you have to implement another question or you have to do a better recap or you have to take more control you have to be able to try that out with different customers to see if it works or if it doesn't so you know how to adapt and how to how to ask better questions and how to have more engaging conversations for next time so don't be afraid to try new things 
and don't be afraid to try asking different questions or doing something different, something outside of the norm, something outside that you're used to, because you never know what that could lead to. It's either going to be a hit or a miss. And if it's going to be embarrassing, it's going to be embarrassing for like two seconds. And you know, everyone gets over it. My eighth lesson is that you have to focus on the Pareto principle, which is the 80-20 rule. And that's something that I'm trying to implement right now, because I feel like I've been here for a long enough time to be able to analyze what I've been doing that works well and what doesn't. And just to give you a background, if you don't know what the Pareto principle, where it states that 80% of your success comes from 20% of your actions. So what is that 20% that you do that is working for you well? What are those tactics or strategies or questions, whatever it is, find out what's working for you and focus on that to keep growing that. If you're doing a bunch of stuff and you don't know what's working, what's not, you kind of have to narrow down and analyze what what questions are working during my calls, what's more impactful, what kind of follow-ups are better, how should I behave in the future to get more sales or to improve my calls or my emails. So kind of like take a step back, analyze it, maybe with a partner, maybe with a, a colleague or manager because i think that is a great kind of rule to live by not just in business but also in everything in life i feel like the 80 20 principle can be applied to anything even like the foods that we eat so i think that's a pretty cool thing number nine is to read people and know how to adapt you're gonna have different types of people and it's your job to quickly analyze what kind of person is this and what do they want? Is it someone that wants to get information within the next three to five minutes and then they want to make a sale and then they're out? Or is it someone that wants to have a more deeper conversation, tell you about their business, tell you about how you know they started, that really want your guidance and holding their hand through that process? So you have to know who it is, who you're speaking with and adapt differently because I've noticed that you have different types of kind of like groups generally. There's like someone that is either a challenging customer that really, you know, is pissed off for some reason or they're not getting the answers that they need and they really need someone to listen to them and understand where they're coming from. It could be someone that's completely new and they want someone to guide them through it or it could be someone that's just really like in and out. I need this. Sell it to me. I'm out. Thank you so much. And based on who the customer is, you can kind of adapt and ask different questions, right? So one of the things I remember, this was like also pretty embarrassing. Like I had this customer calling in, they're like, oh, I want QuickBooks, you know, essentials and blah, 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 blah. So I was asking them and I'm like, okay, so you need it for invoicing, for accounts payables, receivables, awesome, no, 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 Okay, how long are you spending on Excel right now? And they're like, yeah, a long time. And I'm like, okay, perfect. So how do you think, you know, QuickBooks would impact you? Maybe it would save you some time. And they're like, yeah, that's why I'm calling you, like, duh, not as dramatic, but I was like, whoa, shit, like, why would I ask them, that's so stupid, (laughs) so it's fine, but you just have to basically analyze who the person is, and then also adapt to it, so if anyone's ever worked at a bar, or like at a serving industry, any restaurant, you also kind of are able to read people quickly. Maybe any service uh, industry, actually. Like, you know who the person is. You know what they want. If they want to chit-chat or if they just want to get, like, their beer, get their steak and out of there. And then my final lesson is to stay connected with your team and colleagues. If you're having a rough day or a rough week, chances are they've been through the same thing. Especially if you're working from home, it can be quite isolating because you're all alone and sometimes you want to talk to someone just literally that's going through the same stuff as you. You want to be able to vent or to complain or whatever it is. 
And I find that by sticking together with like a close friend or just talking to someone that's in the same boat as you, it's just more fun and you feel more connected. You're not as isolated. You just feel like you can be yourself and speak in an accent or do whatever you want to do. And then also going back to the whole connectedness part, I actually read a book. It was called The Happiness Advantage by Sean Aker. And he also talks about that the happiest people are the ones that stay connected with their teams, with their families, with their, you know, work environment. Because when we tend to get stressed out, let's say you have a big exam coming up or you have like some kind of big project or meeting that you're working on, the first thing that you tend to cut off is your social ties. So like your family, right? You're like, oh, I can't, you know, hang out with you. I have to do work on a project or your friends you can't go out to see or like some team outings. You reject that because you want to focus on your work, which actually makes you feel more isolated and upset. And and yeah, you're more focused on it, but it makes you feel just way unhappier than if you were to stay connected with your teams. One of the key points from the book that I remember is that he says, whenever you tend to go into a stressful situation, remember that social ties are the most important. So whenever you're feeling stressed out, don't cut like people out, don't go into isolation mode. Instead, reach out to them and do some kind of team outing, do some kind of Zoom, whatever it is to make you feel more connected because then you're just going to feel way more happier and you're going to have more motivation and enthusiasm to continue doing the work that you already are. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. If you want, I can do... And so just to recap, the 10 points are smile whenever you answer the phone, always under-promise and over-deliver. You don't have to turn every challenging customer into a sale. Know when to end the conversation. Learn how to let go and trust and not cling on to the sales and your numbers. Number six is not everything depends on you and that's not your fault. Number seven is don't be afraid to try new things and ask different questions. Number eight is to implement the 80-20 rule, aka the Pareto principle, into your work life. And number nine is to read people and know how to adapt. And finally, number 10 is to stay connected with your teams and colleagues. And on this note, I'm going to ask you to stay connected. If you guys want to drop a comment, add me on LinkedIn. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. I hope you have a wonderful day, night, week. And thank you so much for listening. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.